0: Andrew Lindy, co-creator of the Benview Network, and what you're about to hear is a recording of the Podcast Advocates panel from the Comic-Con Revolution held in the Ontario Convention Center. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Hopefully you're here if you like podcasts, because that's what this panel is. It's the Podcast Advocates present uh, the Podcast Gathering. Uh, I'm Andrew Lindy. I'm the creator of the Benview Network, a podcast network uh, you can find it at BenviewNetwork.com. Uh, we feature a wide array of shows. Uh, including two from David King. Uh, he is the creator and host of Midnight Marinara, uh, Undercooked Analysis. Uh, anything else you want to add?
1: Uh, I also co-wrote the Pick Your Path podcast. Oh, right. That's, we haven't done one of those in a while. Yes. Um, we, we need to discuss this. Sure. Not on the microphone. <laughs> no. Table. No, No. at least you know. we should just
0: talk about it now. Uh, and also uh, joining us is uh, Cheryl Jones of the I, Movies Made Me
2: Podcast. Yes, I am. I am not on the Benview Network. I just thought you know. <laughs> no offense or anything, but, <laughs>
0: uh, but you're in the right place if you want to hear some uh, tips and tricks, some information about creating podcasts, hosting podcasts, uh, you know how to get noticed, uh, how to get guests, uh, all of that and more. I'll be in this panel today. Uh, but let's start with uh, Cheryl, tell me about your podcast.
2: Okay. Uh, movies made me is a show where we talk about the movies that influenced you to be who you are so not necessarily your favorite movies could be a movie you hate but if it influenced you in some way that's what we discuss. so it's every other week I release on Mondays and in fact I have one coming up this Monday and uh, I have a guest on every time so everybody from you know people who work in retail uh, to I guess my biggest guest was Clancy Brown, the actor who was in Shawshank Redemption and is the voice of Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob SquarePants. That's how everybody young knows him. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I talk to all kinds of people and you know, everybody's got a story about a movie.
1: David, what about your podcast? Uh, Well, the first podcast that you mentioned was Midnight Marinara, and that is an anthology podcast that uh, adapts uh, creepypasta stories into audio dramas and radio plays. So they're fully voiced, they uh, have an ever-changing cast, uh, sound effects, the works, Um, and uh, that show is currently on hiatus right now as I gather more material for the show, but uh, it'll be coming back in October and we'll be then running uh, once a month for the rest of the year. Uh, that was my sort of induction into the Benview Network, was uh, presenting that show. Uh, the other show I do was a spin-off called Undercooked Analysis, and that show is way less polished. It's more of a just sitting down with a bunch of friends. We read a story we find online, completely blind and completely cold. As we go through it, usually we crack jokes, and. You know, have, make banter, and uh, by the end of it, we kind of decide: is this a good story? Do we, we analyze it and seriously consider: is this a good horror story, or is this a good is it a good strange fiction piece? So, um, there's no script, no plan, and uh, frequently no filters on that particular show. So, and uh, I also uh,
0: hosted a show called Shut Up Leonard, uh, which ran for uh, several years, at least three years. Uh, which was all about the TV show, Community. Uh, Myself and my co-host watched every single episode of Community and talked about it. Uh, Six seasons in a movie. Alright, so let's start with... um, just uh, David, so your podcast, uh, Minute Mariner, you say it's on a hiatus right now. What what do you mean by that?
1: Well, um, when I first started doing the show, I was doing it um, twice a month. And the problem with that is when you are running an anthology show, you're, and you're building something new every month, you want to keep changing the cast. And the problem is uh, when you're working with other people on a podcast, especially when it's just sort of a volunteer thing, it's a goodwill thing, sometimes you're gonna find that people are gonna not get you your things on time. If you're working with voice actors, sometimes you'll be like, hey, I need this by this date, and it won't come in until the 11th hour, and you have to then have to edit it and scramble to get it done. Um, I was pretty lucky that that didn't happen a lot, but it happened enough that I started doing the podcast only once a month. After a while, even that got kind of stressful because I I pretty much do everything on the show beyond the voice acting, I I write it, I write the adaptations, I do the um, editing, I do the producing, I release it, I do everything for it. So um, that inevitably uh, took its toll on, on me after a while, and I realized I was putting out what i felt was was subpar episodes i'm a little bit of a perfectionist about it so uh the hiatus was mostly in place to so i could gather new material. so i'm not just having to force myself to get stories that i don't think are as good and i always ask the authors of the stories if i can find them because a lot of these stories are posted anonymously uh if i can find the authors of these stories i ask them permission to, to adapt their work and i make sure that they get credited for it so after a while that does get um, harder to do, especially when I'm trying to read through and if anybody here is familiar, if, show of hands, anybody who's familiar with creepypasta in general, anyone? Okay, cool. So you probably know that there's, um, there, for every like good creepypasta out there, there's like six or seven bad creepypasta. So I have to dig through that all the time and find a few good ones and then contact the owners and be like, hey, can I, can I adapt this into a, into a story? And not, not even all the good ones are adapted. Sometimes they're very close first person. I can't really work with them in terms of their um, uh, the content because there'll be one voice and there's not much else I can do with it. Uh, but so anyway, going on hiatus is just a means for me to to refresh the show basically. And so your your show is just highly
0: produced, highly edited. You, you do you add sound effects. You you cast all the voices. Sure. Uh, how does that compare to to your show? It's kind of I, more of an off the cuff.
2: Yeah, right? yeah, so my m- the biggest challenge for me is finding guests on a consistent basis. So And every once in a while, I'll get a whole bunch of guests lined up and I'll have a whole bunch of shows ready to go. I'm like, yes, I'm four months ahead. And then I come back to where I am right now today where I'm desperately trying to edit an episode that goes up Monday and I have one more that I have to edit behind it and then I don't have a guest in time to get the one after that up. I've got one after that. but So you're constantly trying to find guests, you know, when you do a guest-based show like that. So that's the big challenge. And then, of course, like like David, I'm doing all of the work behind the scenes on the show. So everything from the social media promotion to editing, you know, to the blog for it, everything, to, you know, going to cons and promoting it, and, you know, it's it takes a lot of time. So you have to be passionate about what you're talking about on your on your podcast, or it's really not worth the time. So, and I've been doing mine for a little over two years now.
0: So, Cheryl, where did the idea for your podcast come from?
2: Uh, Mine came from my personal experience, because I realized that I had two movies in my life that had really deeply influenced me. One was Jaws. My parents took me to see it when it came out, when I was seven. And I still, I'm 48 now, and I still have the fear. And, uh, which a lot of people on the show had similar experiences. Uh, Something about parents in the 70s. And uh, and then in 2003, Pirates of the Caribbean, which has more or less driven everything I've done since then, which was not something I expected when I walked into that movie. But
1: we're yeah. talking Curse of the Black Pearl, right? Yes, okay. Curse of
2: the, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and David, where did the idea for your podcast come from?
1: Um, in a very weird way, because uh, growing up, I listened to a lot of uh, old radio plays. Um, my, I would drive; we, we would be on long drives to go uh, see my dad. Um, in the mountains, and that was a two hour drive, and depending on the time of night we left, uh, KNX 1070 News Radio would be doing their KNX Drama Hour. So, I would listen to a lot of the, And the, the nights we always left were the nights that they did, um, like the, the, a lot of the, this is more suspenseful ones, so you would get The Whistler, you would get straight up a show called Suspense. Mm-hmm. You'd get, uh, sometimes we'd get Dragnet, sometimes we'd get stuff like, uh, more of the detective stuff, so like Sam Spade, Philip Marlowe. Um, the Lone Ranger came up a couple times. So I, I really have a, I have, a, I have a fondness for audio uh, drama as a format, and coming from being a child of two musicians, like music and sound has always been part of my background. But the weird, the, the, the final thing that happened was one summer I was really bored and I was really into adventure, playing adventure games at the time. And for some reason I decided I wanted to do an audio drama based on The Secret of Monkey Island. Um, and I wrote the whole thing and realized this is gonna be really hard to do, and it's, that was 10 years ago that I (laughs) (laughs) decided I wanted to do that, and I still have the scripts floating around some, uh, floating around my computer somewhere, but ultimately, um, I wanted to just initially start the podcast because I was like, well, this is a fun thing to do, this'll build up my chops to do something bigger, and now it's just the thing I do in general, so. That was kind of how Midnight Marinara came about, just because I love, um, I love radio plays. I love listening, just being able to listen to stories be told. Uh, so I want to ask the the both of you, um, what is the
0: most difficult thing about putting together your podcast?
2: Well, starting it, the most difficult thing was just learning how to make a podcast. I had no clue, and I don't have like a serious background in you know audio or anything like that. So I literally had to just go online and research, what do you do? And I I delayed starting my show by about six months because the first time I did online research, it looked like I was gonna need about $650 in equipment to make it work. And I thought, well, I can't afford that. And so I, I put it off for a few months and then took another look, luckily found better information, and ended up starting for like $104. And you can do it remarkably cheaper than that, too. That was purely the cost of two blue snowball microphones, and a media host, which was like $5 a month. So, you know, but that was, that was the trickiest part for me, was just learning, how does this
1: work? Yeah. I feel like I kind of mentioned this earlier, but casting, casting is always the hardest part for um, the show because I get a lot of people who are really enthusiastic, and I would love to, you know, help promote people who are new, to voice over and passionate about it and want to get into it. But so many people contact me and like, I'd love to be on your show. And I say, okay, send me a sample and it's quiet. Or I go send me a sample and they send me something and it's, you can hear a room echo or you can hear their computer fan buzzing in the background or the mic quality is not very good. So finding people who are trying to do, you know, who are more professional, but also trying to find an ever changing roster of people. Cause I don't always want to fall back on the same people. Um, that 's always a little bit that 's always pretty tricky, and especially because uh, at least initially I was getting people on goodwill on favors on you know just being do you want to do a thing it 'll be fun yeah, well, they also have to juggle their lives and what they do, especially when when people are really passionate about voice acting they 're trying to get a career in that, and all I can offer is um, and, and, at least in some cases um, uh, a, a promotion for their work, a place for them to showcase their work, and plugging them as much as possible, going, no, listen to their work, they're really good. So, because, I'm a, because I really care about how it, how it sounds, Casting it is always the hardest part for me. Once you get to the editing, editing's fine. I have so much fun. That's where I really enjoy doing the show. But
2: Well, that's the, the finding the time thing. Uh, for most of the two years that I've been doing the show, I was largely unemployed. So I could go and record with anybody, anytime, anywhere. Now I have a full-time job with a major commute. So now I'm kind of restricted to weekends to record with people. And that becomes a lot more difficult to find time to connect with guests and record with them.
0: So uh, question for the both of you. What is your favorite part about making your
2: podcast? Mine is, mine is the conversations that I get to have with people. Sometimes I walk into somebody's living room who you know a, a mutual friend has connected me to or someone who listens to the show connected me to someone on Twitter or whatever, and I've never met this person before. And we sit down and talk for an hour and a half or so and we'll often have a really deep, open conversation, and by the time we come out of it, I'm like, "Well, this person's my new best friend," you know. <laughs> so I, I've had some really, really great conversations with people.
3: You need to do this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um, I, you know, in, in a way, yeah, kind of like what you were you were saying, Cheryl. Is like it's it's some of the friendships I've made through the show, or what really helps. It's my favorite part of the whole thing because I can I can say to people, "Yeah, I I." I I've made some really long-lasting friendships as a result. Uh, but it, technically, and like I kind of started to say earlier, it is the editing part, because then I can start playing with sound effects and building soundscapes, and this is where I start to have a lot of fun with it. because um, I can. That's be like, like my least favorite part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I have fun with that when I'm doing Midnight Marinera. When I'm doing Undercooked Analysis, I'm just kind of sitting there going... I'm cutting out all these sections of dead air, or I'm like, right. wow, that joke was really stupid. I can't <laughs> include that. I mean, I, we I, we're pretty we're pretty lax about what we can include on the show. Yeah. Like, eh, it's 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 a free form. If people don't if people don't like what's said, I hope that they understand that it's again, it's just a, a group of people just off the cuff doing whatever. Right. But at the same time, sometimes I'll be like, no, that wasn't even funny, and it just it ruins the pacing. This has got to go. So. Cheryl, do you do a lot of editing for
0: content? Like, how, how long?
2: Not a, not a lot, no. If I end up having, and this has happened, if I have, like, a three-hour conversation with someone, I'm going to cut that down to two hours or less because I just think three hours is really way too much to ask people to sit through. And usually there are enough tangents that didn't really go anywhere important that I can cut those out. But other than that, I don't really do a ton of editing for content. It's usually more just you know cutting out if we stopped and said hey do you need a break or or you know somebody coughs or whatever it's just cutting out those little things and sometimes truncating some silences if I have someone who's a little too thoughtful perhaps while they're talking so you know, so that's the biggest part of it so it's not if it's like an hour and a half episode it's not a ton of editing work but then while I'm listening to edit I'm also pulling quotes that I use on social media and I'm pulling little kind of ways of saying what we talked about that I'll put in the in the blog post for when the episode releases. So it takes a a good while to go through an episode and and do all of that.
0: So, Cheryl, you just mentioned social media. How how do the both of you use social media?
2: I use it to you know on the Mondays when I release the show, I have a, a certain image that I'll use. You know that gives the well actually I tease the show the Thursday prior so people know a new one's coming up and who's gonna be on it. Then it releases and that's an automatic post from the blog that goes out to everything. Then usually I'll post uh, the next day a photo that I've taken with the person so everybody can see what the guest looks like. uh, People seem to like that. And then uh, a quote from the show as well, just to kind of keep it on social media during the first week that it's out really, you know, and just keep things going. Every Monday there's a post of some kind and, and get people, hopefully, to go, oh, yeah, that, and listen to it.
1: Um, if it weren't for the podcast, I wouldn't do that much social media. So it's mostly... I mostly use social media to promote the show, but um, what I find most useful about it is being able to promote the people who are helping me with the show, because that's where I feel like I can give back the most. So I can be really adamant about, like, someone's got a new project, let's single, signal boost this. Um, what I do is... is pretty much with both shows is purely collaborative work. And so I wanna show as much love to my collaborators as I can. So I'm like, hey, uh, and, I, and I wouldn't share it if I didn't believe in what they did. So right. usually I see something cool. I'm like, yes, this is great. And then I'll just try and get it out in as many um, social media forums.
2: Yeah, and I do that too if a, if a past guest has a new project that they release and it's something that I think is really cool, then I'll, I'll put, hey, this guest was on, listen to them on this episode, and also go check out this thing that they're doing because it's really cool.
1: Right, that's, that's good. As much yeah. as possible, I want to be a mouthpiece for yes. uh, for up and up hours in some ways. Yeah. So. And uh, David, you also use uh, Patreon? <laughs> yes, um, so one of the things that I did early on was I started uploading episodes of the podcast to uh, YouTube, And, uh, because people apparently like to listen to, like to listen to podcasts on YouTube. I didn't... See, I haven't done that
2: yet, but I keep reading about it on podcast groups online, and I keep trying to decide, is that
1: worth it? Um, well, it just is, to me, it's just another platform because I don't, see, I'm one of those people who doesn't care much for the idea of the the ad revenue thing. I know a lot of people, especially really big channels, will make their, will make their revenue like they're living off of YouTube uh, ad revenue. But I'm still pretty low on the totem pole, and so I don't think I'm gonna see a cent for a long time. So I made a decision early on that, well, rather than have to split the profits with, with YouTube, I think if people really like the show and they want to support the show monetarily, that I should just have a, have a platform where I say, hey, donate what you want. So I started the Patreon, and um, and it's kind of the shared Patreon for both Midnight Marinara and Undercooked Analysis, so if you're a fan of either or or both, then, um, it works out um i've had actually good luck there and i get i see a lot more through patreon than i would through youtube at this point so
2: what do you what do you offer people because that's another thing i've thought about using patreon but i don't know what to offer in exchange
1: well that. um it's been interesting because like uh when i was first starting patreon it was just midnight marinara so i was trying to find things to offer people through the show i would for example i would say okay um for if you just pledge a dollar, I will give you will be you'll have access to like the some of the exclusive content that comes out. I will do things that I will release only little fun things that I'll release only on Patreon. And then at certain higher levels, I don't ever want to get too high with it. And just like if every single person who listened on YouTube alone just gave me a dollar every month, I would I could quit my job and work on podcasts full time. Like, it's not even that much, even. Like, I, I can, I'm a pretty frugal person, <laughs> but I'm um, fine, So, <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment. <laughs>
2: no, or... <laughs> I'll, that's a compliment to you. I've said I'll need to raise a lot more.
1: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but, um, but with, um, but like at another level, I'd say, okay, well, then I will, um, uh, you know, you give donate a little more, I will write to you, ask you what should we cover on the show, and I will take your response into consideration. Then at another level, I'll be like, I will do a personal audio message for you in the voice of the show's host because I also voice the, the uh, host of the show. As Like any good anthology series, there's sort of that Crypt Keeper-esque character that will come in and intro the stories. So I have a character like that who does that, and I'll use his voice and, and you know, Ask, read whatever they ask me to, to share, and you know stuff like that. Just little, little fun incentives, nothing huge, but things that, are, things that are fun to do. And now with Undercooked Analysis, I have a feature where at any level, if you just donate whatever, um, there's a little section where you can say, here's what I want you to read on Undercooked Analysis, because that's even more fair game. We're just analyzing stuff, so they can send us their own stuff if they want us to be critical of them we'll do that, we'll tear it apart, <laughs> or we'll be nice to them, who knows. But we're just gonna judge the story on its own merits. So, that's been actually really successful, just being like, if you wanna pitch a story to us, uh, become a patron, and we will, read your, we will read your story, and we'll give you credit for sh- sharing it with us on the, sh- on the show. So. Well, uh,
0: I think at this point, uh, I'll ask if anyone out there has any questions uh, for the panel about podcasts, creating a podcast,
2: um, Don't be shy.
4: Or anything, really. <laughs> yes? So, besides social media, what are your other avenues of promoting your shows? to other
0: avenues of
1: promoting the show.
4: Well,
2: you go. You
0: I'm
4: sorry.
1: first. <laughs> um, going to cons and talking to people. Like, literally has been huge for me. Um, I'm, I am I pride myself on being really good at networking, uh, just in general, I make friends easily. So uh, going to cons and, and meeting people who are into similar interests is is a great way to promote the show. I, I actually have, I actually have the most success, and I think the most fun just getting face to face with people and being passionate about something. Being oh, by the way, here's a thing I do that might correlate with you know our shared interests. You don't have to do anything. Just here's a card. Here's me. Here here's what I'm. Here's what I do. Here's my passion. So that's uh, that's one that's one way. Honestly. Yeah,
2: and then uh, one of the ways that I really enjoy, and I just did it last night, actually, is is being a guest on other people's podcasts. Mm. So they get a guest which they're looking for, and you get to promote your show to their audience, and and vice versa. So I just recorded with someone who I had on my show some time ago, and he he credits me with getting him started with his podcast, and uh, which is cool. And uh, so he asked me to be on his, and I really enjoy his show, and. So we did that last night. That was a ton of fun. So
1: yeah, cross promotion is is, yeah. is, is really great for that. Yeah. In that regard, like I said, I collaborate with a lot of people, but it's not just people coming in to collaborate with me. I will go to other people and help support their projects.
2: Right. Yeah, because it's always good to kind of get a hold of each other's audience.
1: Um, so, in a long story short, uh, nepotism. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> just make, go, <laughs> uh, go and uh, you know interact with people uh, who share an interest, and that's a good way to promote a podcast. It starts small, but then. Word of mouth is, I still think, one of the most effective ways to um, get a podcast out there.
2: Yeah, and I, I also use the cons like this where a lot of the guests that I've had on the show are artists and creators that I've met at various cons. And and I've even recorded a couple of episodes at cons where I just mm-hmm. do little one-offs. People will tell me one movie that's influenced them so I can talk to a whole slew of people at an event. And so that, you know, so again, that's getting a bit of their audience and giving their fans something to they learn more about them with so the, it's fun and it works.
0: I, I think also there's some success in just um, if you can find uh, online outlets that write about podcasts, if you find who to email from there and email them directly and say check out this episode we talked about whatever or we interviewed you know this person and you'll have a good chance of them going and checking out and then writing about it and then that's, that's almost like word of mouth, that's
2: Yeah, just I, need to, I need to get better at doing that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good uh, question. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Any other questions?
5: In the front? Um, well, you mentioned some equipment that you guys use, like I think you mentioned Blue Yeti
2: microphones. Yeah, well, yeah I, I started with two Blue Snowball, oh, Snowball. microphones, okay. which are even cheaper than the Yeti, um, and I used those for the first like year and a half or so of my show until I was really fully committed and willing to put more money into the show. And then I got a couple of ATR 2100s, which just from reading in various things online, all the podcasters said that's what they used. I was like, okay. So, and, and the sound quality increased dramatically for my show at that point. Like everybody's like, okay, now it sounds a lot more pro, just because it, it took down a lot of the background noise that those snowballs will pick up, because they pick up everything. So, well,
5: What kind of recording device do you use? And You mentioned a media server, what do you guys
2: use for that? Uh, I use for, well, to record, I used, when I had the snowballs, I used my laptop. Um, and then once I got the, the ATR 2100s, I also bought a Zoom H4n recorder, which is just a little, you know, digital recorder that is super portable. So you have that and your mics, and you can. That's why I can record at cons now. I can just walk around with that, and it works really nicely. And it's not super expensive. I mean, you have to know you're going to keep doing your podcast, and you're willing to commit some money to it. But it's not. It's not an outrageous amount. Uh, and then, and then once you have your edited episode, you have to put it up on some sort of a service that will host it. So the like the biggest ones are Libsyn and Blueberry. And I go. I went with Libsyn, which, you know, I think I started at a plan that was, I think I actually started at a $15 plan, because I felt I was going to need a little more space every month. But you can get plans as low as $5 a month. And just, I have some handouts at the end of the platform here that you can take afterward, which give you basically a quick overview of everything you need to consider if you're going to start your podcast, all the different pieces that you need to fit together and, and some advice on how to do it cheaply. So, yeah.
1: You, you have a way more impressive answer than me, because I'm, <laughs> I'm still, after three and a half years, I want to say, doing, this, doing these two shows, uh, one longer than the other, I'm still just using a, um, a, a, a Blue Yeti USB mic, um, recording it in Audacity when it, when it comes to me my parts of the recording, and then actually using an old... And kind of outdated piece of movie editing software to just edit the sound, so it's well.
2: Surprising. But you're but you're usually recording like in a in a space. Yes, like you're not. At, whereas I'm, I need different gear because I'm going out to people's houses, so right. the sound quality is going to vary dramatically.
1: Right, and that's and that's the thing. Again, uh, I, I you know here I am being like a perfectionist about other people's voice acting for the show, and yet I'm using this like maybe hundred dollar mic that. Some people say, oh, it barely works. Mine is, I, I call my, my Blue Yeti is old reliable, though. It's never yeah. failed me. I get good sound out of it. And I tweak the sound enough in post that I think it can get it to sound pretty good.
2: Yeah, and I, I loved my snowballs, and really nobody complained about the sound or anything. So they're perfectly adequate. I mean, they were like $50 each, the ones I got. And, and my current mics are only like $80 each. So it's not outrageous. But, right. but one of the things that podcast advocates, which we are here, that, that, we talk about on the whole, is that if all you have is a gaming headset with a mic, start with that. You don't have to, like, I belong to some some podcast groups on Facebook, and people will come in there and say, hey, I want to start my podcast, what do I need? And people will give them all of this, you know, you need these expensive microphones and a mixing board, and you need this and that, I'm like, you don't need any of that. Yeah, okay, if you want to be perfect, but there's no reason (laughs) to be, listen to all the other shows out there, you don't have to it doesn't have to be a radio-quality show. You just have to get your voice out there.
1: I know that a uh, fellow podcast associate, uh, Kayla, my my girlfriend, she does a podcast that's an informational interview podcast where she talks to people about how they got into creative fields. And she's still still just using her laptop's built-in microphone. Wow. Yeah. And um, now I have given her another microphone I have and said, could you please use this? <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, but then, whatever works is, I mean, people still yeah. listen to the show and still get something good out of it. And it's more about, in a lot of, in some cases, it's more about what you <coughs> present than how it's presented yes. in some cases. Yes,
2: and is. and if you just start with whatever you can start with, then, you know, like I've done, once you're committed to it and you get a couple of years into it and you say, okay, I'm ready to go to the next level with this, then you can invest the money in, in improving your sound. And, you know, I still have a ways to go, so...
1: I'm making my way there.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and, uh, also about hosting, uh, David and I use uh, Squarespace, which is also um, a website uh, creator platform, uh, and they have uh, some pretty good deals on on hosting podcasts.
1: You'll hear a lot of podcasts. uh, You know, a lot of podcasts are are doing ads now, Mm -hmm. and they'll do their own ads on the show, and a lot of podcasts are promoting Squarespace. I've noticed. So it's a good service. Yeah.
5: In the back again. Uh, a question for the moderator. Sure. Uh,
4: since you run a network. Yeah. Um, how do you balance between um, promoting individual
0: shows and promoting your network in general? Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, so the the balance between uh, individual shows and, and the network as a whole. Honestly, the way I look at it is that uh, I promote the individual shows and the network is just there. I I don't really push the network. It's the idea of. Each of these shows on the network, they say, "Oh, I'm a part of, you know, the Benview Network. I'm a part of this network." And then eventually, over time, people go, "Oh, I wonder what else is on that network." It's just kind of a, uh, it's in the air, so people want to check it out. It's not. I, I never feel like I'm really pushing it. The most um, through like Facebook or, or Twitter, all I have an account for the Benbi Network, and just I'll have that account retweet every other show's account, and that just you know boosts it. That just signal boost, but. For the network itself, it's just, it's just kind of there as a, as a support for the shows. It's not really, I'm not really promoting the network, I'm more promoting each show through, through the network. Any other questions? You can um, ask us anything. I, <laughs> was trying,
2: was anything. I was trying to take a picture of the crowd, just, you know, I can't figure out how to work my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I was paying attention.
0: Um, do either of, of you two have a favorite episode of your show that you you want to tell people to check out?
1: It's like asking me which of my children do I love the most. <laughs> like, do you have children? No. So that's a pretty easy question. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I have a dog now. Does that count?
2: I guess I yes, that does. Fur, fur babies do count.
1: Yeah, fur babies. Do count. <laughs> uh, one of uh, let's see, one of my one of my favorites was actually a re- uh, couple Halloween's ago we adapted the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and that was one of my it's my longest episode to date. But um, it was so much fun to edit. It turned out really good. Um, I had a really great cast for that one. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar, if anyone out there knows about Nightmind. Does anyone know about Nightmind's YouTube channel? No? Okay. Uh, Nick Nocturne, the host of that, did the narration for that. And uh, um, Dino Andrade, who's the voice of Scarecrow from the Arkham Asylum game, uh, he lent his voice to that one as well. So, I did, I. Scarecrow is my favorite Batman villain, so I was super stoked to get him involved in that. And he did a great job. He did, not a huge part, but it was a great, it, he did a great job. And I just, I'm really proud of that particular episode. It's probably one of my favorites.
2: Uh, I'm sorry, I've been sitting here thinking while you were talking. I, I have to go three episodes. Thank you. Uh, I have to go three episodes. One is, is Clancy Brown, just because it was so cool to get to talk with him and have him talk in a way that i don't think he's ever done anywhere before you know the kinds of things he was talking about uh also jeff swampy marsh one of the creators of phineas and ferb i've had both the creators on but but swampy uh that was just a really special episode to me the sound was really good and uh it was just a fun conversation and then uh uh, brock powell who's a voice actor who's currently the voice of the Kool-Aid Man, uh, and he's an awesome guy, and he just really opened up to me, and we both ended up crying a little bit during the episode, and I just, I really liked that he, we had literally never met before, and that he was so willing to be so open with me.
1: That's excellent. Yeah. Um, I just thought of another, the other one, uh, because sometimes we do do original stories on the show, and uh, another favorite of mine was an original story that um, uh, I worked on with my girlfriend called Dead Man's Blues. That's a good one. Yeah, Thank I you. Like that, one. Yeah. that one's really cool. It's very, it's very Twilight Zone esque. I, I really like the, the tone of that one. And again, I had the great fortune to get another professional voice actor on that one. In this case, uh, any fans of uh, Overwatch out there? Show of hands? Yeah. So, uh, Reinhardt, uh, Darren DePaul. Was the lead was the lead voice in that one, and he just killed it. It was so good. He's a he's a really nice guy, and um, and I think this was just before Overwatch happened, so I, I lucked out a little bit. But yeah. And
2: I I don't know how it is, but my show has kind of become like the voiceover actor show, where I just I have so many guests who are voiceover actors, and I think it's just one of them connected me with another, connected me with another, and I'm like
1: okay <laughs> the, the, the voiceover the voiceover community is huge I'm always yeah. shocked at it at who knows who in there yes. Um it's really interesting to me <laughs> yeah it's a ton of fun though Yeah oh yeah definitely
0: uh, So for the question for the both of you what is one tip that you'd give to a person who's just sitting down to record their first podcast they're just starting
2: minus don't worry about it just do it because you can you can get so hung up on. Well, I have to do this to, (laughs) took it's okay. You have to, you know, you can get so hung up on like trying to prep to do your show and and wanting it to be just perfect. And don't worry about it, just literally start. And it'll be great. And you'll learn as you go, that's what I've done. And people will listen, you know? That's that's kind of the most amazing thing to me is that people listen to my show. And (laughs) I kind of wasn't expecting that. I'm like, oh, great.
1: Do it because you're passionate about what you're doing. Never, if you're not having fun with it, in my my opinion, if you're not having fun with it, don't do it. If you're sitting down to record your first podcast and you're doing it just because, hey, this is where the... Doing podcasting is a lot like shouting into the void. Um, So, like, just do it because you think it's fun to do. Do it because you're passionate about what you're going to be podcasting about. I guess that's the main thing. Yes, definitely. So...
0: Uh, real quick, do you guys want to uh, say where to find your shows? Of course. The, it, are we? Are we almost out of time? No, I was gonna. Um, I forgot. This is a thing that that Phil does on the web comics. So we're, I we're also doing oh, right. the web yes. comics advocates panel, uh, like right next door, right after this. Oh yeah. Um, but right. I always like to give a little time at the end uh, for people who uh, want to promote their podcast can come up and uh, give a little one minute. Description of it and where to find it. So there we go. Okay, yeah.
2: cool.
1: Well, yeah, you can find um, you can find both Midnight Marinera and Undercooked Analysis on the BenView Network, uh, benviewnetworkcom slash Marinera or Network.com slash uca for Undercooked Analysis. Um, you can also find it on YouTube uh, under um, Midnight Marinera. If you just search that, you'll find it. It should pop up. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at ScarySauce, because that was short enough to fit in there. Midnight Marinara would not. Um, and uh, those are the prime places. And also, if you're curious about the other podcast I do with this gentleman and our, thir- the third, our third conspirator, uh, you can find that as, uh, at bangrynetwork.com pickyourpath. And it's a choose-your-own-adventure podcast. Yeah. So you can jump to chapters to decide where you want to go. Uh, during the show. And if you want to subscribe to it on iTunes, any of these shows on iTunes, they're they're all there. You can find them where most uh, podcasts get promoted, I guess. Mm-hmm. And
2: my show you can find through my website, mmmpodcast.com, or as some people say it, mmm, podcast, <laughs> uh, uh, which I didn't realize. Uh, uh, also, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iHeartRadio. It's Movies Made Me. And uh, up here on both tables, up here I have uh, postcards, that have all that info and on the back you can put your five influential movies and post it on Instagram and I'll repost you and I love when people actually do it and then I've got some stickers and buttons up here too if you want any of those.
3: I
1: also have cards up here if anyone wants to grab them after the show. Uh, so if anyone wants to uh,
0: get uh, you know one minute to promote your podcast, you can start lining up over there. Will
2: somebody uh, please? The, the, no, how many of no you one? have a podcast?
1: Who has a podcast?
2: Then come up and tell how us about it.
1: Your <laughs> There we go.
2: We need a microphone here.
1: Do your, keep it off
0: the side. You got it?
1: Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can just hand it off, right there.
1: You guys step yeah, Andrew, do you want to, like, sit down? We don't let you This on couch is very <laughs> comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, this is the <laughs> first convention I've had, panel I've ever been on, where they've let us sit on a couch. Yes, it's it's the, I feel like a celebrity. And this is the best, <laughs> I love this. It's hello. Comfy. All right, hello, what's your
4: name? Hello, uh, I'm Frankie Batista. Uh, I'm part owner of Cheap Cheap Studios. We do a web series on YouTube. Uh, We just got into podcasting probably about a little less than a year ago. Don't have too many episodes up, but you can find us on Google Play Music. We talk about movies, the direction of movies, directors, everything in depth that we love about movies. Our web series covers that, but we don't get really in depth about it. That's what the podcast is for. So, like I said, I talk about everything about movies and comic book movies, because that's what what we love. I'm sorry. What's I the show called? Uh, it's actually called The Woolcast. I pretty much named everything after Sheep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a okay.
4: I, the I
5: like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice.
4: So uh, I'll get with you guys later. You can have my card and we'll, yeah,
2: that'd be we'll great. promote and, it and they? Absolutely.
4: talk well, about We'll it. be
0: able to talk in the hallway after the,
5: the panel. Yeah. Thank all you right. so much. Yeah, thank, you. You. thank you. Hi, everybody. My name is... Uh, what's it all? It's awesome. Hello, okay. you're good. Hello everybody. my name is Aaron Naboos from uh, Com, and our show is The Hall H Show that's the hashtag right there and first off I just want to say thank you for putting on this panel it's all, always awesome hearing about other people's podcasts and the experiences yeah. that they go through it's it's nice being here. Yeah. yeah. and uh, basically what we do, I'm sure if you guys go to San Diego Comic Con, you heard of the famous or infamous Hall H it's where all the mainstream studios go to promote their latest thing uh, we're sort of ironic in a way, we're sort of We sort of spend more time in in Artist Alley, so that's that's what we promote. We we like to connect with artists, and when I say artists, I mean you know illustrators, writers, photographers, cosplayers. So anybody that's creative, we feel that uh, needs a little bit more exposure. That's we like to connect with. So So the people who aren't in Hall
1: H, in that case.
5: Exactly. That's good. Those are
2: those are the people (laughs) I like to talk to, also. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So thank you. you. Awesome.
1: Pro tip. Those are the people that talk to you at cons, by the way. Just the people who are there
3: promoting themselves and having a good time.
2: Yeah.
3: Hi, I'm Frankie. Um, I run a podcast network. Dead Psychics Podcast Network.com or no.com. (laughs) ESPN. No no relation to ESPN. (laughs) Uh, I do two, no, three podcasts. One monthly, two weekly. We release Monday, Thursday. One's Dead Psychics, which is About comic books, because Dead Psychics, Jason Todd, Werner Soldier. Oh. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Then we do Real Mad or Mad Real podcast. We talk about movies, just play on words. Uh, We just rant and we're honest about our opinion. So it's really good, really informative. And then we do a freeform podcast called uh, Ready to Ramble, our love with wrestling plus just talking. (laughs) And it's just we barely talk about wrestling. We just ramble, and that's what we do every month. And you can find us on Instagram right now at dead underscore sidekicks or SoundCloud, dead sidekicks, or any uh, place podcasts are born. Found. Found.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much. They're born here.
4: <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Daniel. Um, my podcast is under Hobbyhead Productions. The name of the show is uh, "We Are Adults with a Question Mark." <laughs> um, we like basically talk about um, like anime, video games, movie, comic books. Um, this last episode we did, um, my wife and I went to Universal Studios. We talked about Harry Potter Land and kind of went on a tangent about that. Um, we're on uh, iTunes, Podbean. Uh, we are, we uh, up every uh, Friday. We record once a week. So yeah, that's our show. Thank you. Awesome. Nice.
1: Thank you very much. <laughs>
5: Hi, my name is Justin Malari. I host a show called Geek Offensive, which you can find on iTunes and on geekoffensive.com. Uh, we're part of the Geeks Say What Network. Um, I bring on guests every show um, to talk about anything from their respective fields. So I've had actors, uh, indie film producers, VFX artists. Um, and just really kind of dive deep into what uh, goes on in their respective industry, kind of what makes them nerdy and um it's tangent filled it's not safe for work um so i wouldn't listen to this with the kids <laughs> and uh we post every tuesday we have an episode coming up um this one is next one coming up is just me and my co-host ken and we're we discuss uh guardians of the galaxy every comic book day trading cards when we, were, when we were growing up and uh yeah and we can Find me at Justin Malari on Instagram, and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari, and um, my network's handle is at Geeksaywhat on pretty much everything on every social media network. Thank cool. you. Excellent.
3: Yeah.
5: Hi,
4: everyone. I'm Jason patrick Gallett. Uh, most people know me as JPG. I am the organization director for the Geek Say What network. Uh, we have three shows, uh, and we're all based out of Orange County. Uh, one of which is the Geek Offensive, and that is our mature, free-form, uh, mature audiences podcast. Uh, we also have uh, Ready Set Geek, which uh, one of my uh, one of my co-hosts Cole is in the very back right now.
5: Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> <Bye. laughs> uh,
4: that is an introduction podcast. So if you've never taken part in a certain facet of geek culture, we take part in it for you, and we tell you where to start, where to where to be in the middle, and where to finish as well. Cool. Uh, and then uh, Geek KO is our last one, and that is our bi-monthly trivia podcast as well. Say it right. Uh, I can't. Say it right. It's Geek KO. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, so just like uh, producer Justin said, you can find uh, all of us at uh, at any oh, at the handle at Geek Say What for any sort of sort of social media. Okay. Thank right. you oh. oh yeah. There you go. Thank,
5: Thank you, all you for coming
0: out to this panel That was today. awesome. Uh, be sure to check out uh, podcastadvocates. com for more information. Are we supposed to wrap it up now? Is it? I mean, yeah, We have till twelve twenty. Oh okay, cool. So yeah, I just
1: want to make sure we didn't need to fill the time. I don't have to watch. I'm gonna to have to awkwardly pull my phone out of You're my very pocket. Very modern. Excuse me. oh Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> David, to confirm the time. I am the timekeeper. Good. Uh, so I'm thank terrible you terrible Tom, We'll timekeeper. be uh, around if you want to talk more about podcasts. Yes, we'd love yes. to. And I'm not leaving this couch. This to is too comfortable. It's
2: really filthy. Did we
1: get it? <laughs> I'm graduating. Thank you. you, Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You can find out more about the Podcast Advocates at podcastadvocates.com. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts on the Benview Network at benviewnetwork.com.
5: Thanks. Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview
3: Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast. Like what? Like toys and movies and video games and books and other stuff. Poo. Talk about poo. Definitely talk about
5: poo. And you, if you, if that sounds cool to you and we talk about it every week, go to radiobrendo.com or go to our page on benviewnetwork.com. And, yeah, oh, thanks a lot.